are now listening to the Zesty Soak Pod. Zesty. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Zesty Soak Pod. This episode, I'll be talking about um, the Marvel series What If, um, episode 2, and giving my thoughts and, I guess, a quick review on it. So yeah, um, the newest episode of What If dropped yesterday, on Wednesday, and it was actually one very, very great episode. Um, I guess this one, I guess, posthumous work by Chadwick Boseman or something like that. Like, it's one of his last pieces of work with Marvel, which is um, very touching. Um, uh, excellent performance. And he stars, obviously, spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't watched the TV show series yet. Um, but yeah, just putting this out there. But yeah, um, Chadwick Boseman stars as... Um, I guess, voice acts for T'Challa, who ends up being Star-Lord. Um, I guess as previously um, I mentioned in the episode 1 review of What If, I thought I saw something that said um, Captain Carter would be in every episode, but it looks like she wasn't, and now I'm looking at this episode, I'm thinking of, um, I'm just thinking maybe, like, I'm not sure if all the What If, like, What If explores, like, um, alternate, alternate timelines, um, and, um, yeah, um, the alternate timelines, I'm not think, don't, I don't think all the episodes are in the same timeline, since we didn't really see Captain Carter, um, I think we also saw Captain America's shield in the co- collector's, um, weapon collection that he did when he was facing off against Yondu and Star-Lord, so I don't think that's a Captain Carter shield, I think that was Captain America's shield, so I think this is an alternate multiverse reality. Um, and obviously, um, I guess, um, the thing that happened differently during this what if is very beginning, of course, um, Yondu let his subordinates take care of capturing Peter Quill instead of doing it himself, I guess. I guess the Ravagers has a huge ship and they send like a smaller ship to capture um, Peter Quill as seen as in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so... I guess he didn't want to go himself, and I guess subordinates got T'Challa instead, who in this reality, I guess, ran off because he wanted to explore, and then ran outside of Wakanda, and then I guess Wakanda gave off, like, different energy signals, and then they ended up picking him up. It's really cool how a lot of things were different, I guess, um, with T'Challa ending up being Star-Lord, he, was, he wasn't, I guess, as scrappy or as, um, like, a prankster, jokester, like, not super serious in terms of his goals and missions. It seems, it seems like he was able to make um, Thanos um, into a pretty good guy. Um, the, the Ravengers seem like they're a bit better than they were in the actual MCU films, since it seems like they're trying to like kind of like free the free worlds or like save the world in some sort of way. But yeah, I guess something very interesting was, of course, seeing Thanos again, and he's not really the big bad anymore, though he is... I guess he does have, still has his, um, I guess, physicality. He's still a titan. So I guess as we saw in his fights, seemed a bit underpowered, but still a very strong um, mad titan, I guess. Um, I guess we also saw um, um, Nebula, um, obviously Thanos' daughter. I guess she's in a relationship with T'Challa. And it's pretty, it seems like it's a pretty cool relationship, like how they're able to make a plan and get the... Um, thing from the collector, which is able to, I guess, grow a bunch of plants easily, and I guess provides veg- vegetation to worlds where no one could starve anymore, um, whatever, but 
yeah, they're able to go back to nowhere, um, which is where the collector resides, and um, yeah, it's, it's kind of similar to the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, I guess, in a way that we got to see nowhere, we got to see, um, like, I guess, um, the collector and um, his um, servant, um, forgot her name, uh, yeah, I forgot her name, but yeah, we also got to see his collection, like Howard Duck, um, got to see, yeah, I got to see, I guess, uh, didn't get to see um, Gamora, which is a bit surprising, but I hope she's in the, like a future episode, maybe doing something else, a different reality or timeline, which is um, pretty interesting, um, but yeah, I, I do think Gamora will be featured, but maybe not, I guess given that she was already quite featured in the films and Nebula wasn't as much, maybe they decided to explore her in a different timeline. Not sure, but yeah, it was cool seeing Nebula being, I guess, a good person. <laughs> I guess, and it's, by the looks of it, it seems like T'Challa, yeah, he was a really good Star-Lord. He was able to unite a lot of people, like, um, he's actually became very well-known, like, compared to the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, like, Korath the Pursuer. He actually knew who Star-Lord was, so Star-Lord was actually was actually lived up to his name. Like he actually was revered, um, well known. And yeah, that was really, really cool. Um though I'm not too sure who pretty sure Korath ended up serving under the collector since I think they mentioned how um like after Thanos didn't want to be um Thanos again, there's like I guess a power gap which allowed him to um, I'm not sure, but like, yeah, apparently he recruits Thanos and Korath to the Ravagers, but yeah, I wonder how, um, like, um, yeah, Black Order, Black Order serves under, um, the Collector now, so I guess, um, Thanos didn't really have the power, even though, um, I guess Thanos still had his plan to eliminate half the life of all universe since, um, he obviously talked about this many times throughout the film but didn't seem like he had the power or as powerful as he was before since um i think the black order was serving the collector um and it seems like um the collector was a lot more powerful he has a lot more uh it seems like it had a lot more stuff in his collection but i don't know about compared to before um but yeah, um, it was really cool to see, like, at the very end, it's nice how Tata re reunites with his family. Um, it was nice to see, I guess, like, he was able, his, I guess, Ravager family was able to meet his real family, and it seems like all the problems were solved. Um, of course, except there was one problem, um, where the original, I guess, they did include the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 a bit, where Ego was... I guess, wanted to reunite with Peter Quill. And um, obviously, um, given that nothing happened to Peter Quill, um, Ego decided to go to, Earth, go to Earth himself. Now he's a janitor at Dairy Queen, and um, I guess it seems like in this new timeline, the new problem is that Ego, I guess as it narrated itself, like Ego could probably um, destroy the universe or like do whatever evil plot he wanted to do 
in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, now that Peter Quill really knows nothing, um, knows nothing about the Power Stone, Infinity Stones, knows nothing about, um, I guess can't really fight, doesn't really know much, and could be really easily used by his father to, I guess, do his whole mission that he wanted to accomplish when he, I guess, um, got a bunch of kids. <laughs> so, yeah, overall, it was a very entertaining um, episode, I guess. This is kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy 1, in that there was still, like, a space heist, kind of like a small heist, um, like, in a what-if scenario. Like, it really explores a whole different possibility, um, like, seeing Thanos, like, working. Just just think Thanos, like, in his non, like, um, evil, powerful form, like, it's very interesting. I and a lot more emotion, I guess, a bit more comedic compared to before. Um, yeah, I guess seeing, yeah, Chadwick Boseman again, excellent performance. Like, there, of, co- of course, like there's a lot of Wakanda elements in the film, such as when he rediscovered a Wakanda ship in the collector's collection. It seemed pretty cool to see that um, Wakanda already had space tech tech, and they were pretty much looking for a son. And he sent out a ship, and I guess the collector got one of them. It seems like, um, yeah, you could hear like the drums or like the in- Wakanda instrumental instrumental themes come up throughout, I guess, in some parts of the episode, which was pretty cool. I was able to see, I guess, like, yeah, great performance from um, Star-Lord T'Challa. We were able to see how different of a Star-Lord he would be compared to Peter, excuse me, Peter Quill, which was pretty, I don't know, I enjoyed seeing it since... You could see, like, his, I guess, hand-to-hand combat and skills were a bit more advanced compared to what we saw from Peter Quill previously, and I guess that was... I'm not too sure if it is, but it seemed like it to me, and I guess it seemed that way since, I guess, I assumed he received training from his, I guess, from the fellow Wakandans when he was growing up in Wakanda, since... I assume most of the males ha- have to be like semi-decent fighters, since, um, and I guess since he is planned, or I guess it seems like he might in- inherit the Black Panther mantle one day. Like he's gotta be ready for it, and I guess, or it could be like Wakandan genes or some sort of way. But yeah, um, it's great, great seeing a different Star Lord, and just as good as Peter Quill, just as entertaining. And seeing this whole heist thing pan out, like they were able to get the uh, embers of Genesis, which was very very cool. Um, and yeah, the the planned plot twist of Nebula betraying the Ravagers, but like Uno reverse card, um, and yeah, um, it was really nice to see. The fights all pan out, and just different scenario. Of course, in what ifs, you don't really, ex- ex- I mean, like expect like a whole film, a whole fully co- coherent plot. It's just like a side quest mission, which mirrors, I guess, what happens in the actual film in some sort of way, like going to nowhere, and fighting, um, the big bad, um, and yeah, a lot of Easter eggs, obviously, especially at the very end with Ego and Peter Quill. And um, T'Challa returning to Earth and reuniting with T'Chaka, um, Ramonda, and Shuri. Um, it's really cool, really cool. Um, 
And of course, Yondu, he was pretty nice in the film as well. Like they talked about the father, I guess the family aspect as well, which I guess did was a part of, which is like partially a, a theme of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, of course, when it was like a kind of like father son relationship kind of thing, which was nice. But yeah, overall, um, I'd give this episode a. Uh, it's kind of hard, like 9 or 10 out of 10. Like nine, I'd give it 9.5, 9.6 out of 10. Um, it's a re- really nice what if. Um, I enjoyed um, seeing these different scenarios pan out. Um, like I'm really excited for next one. And I think the next one is about um, Loki. Um, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, according to IMDb, it's like what if Loki presented himself to governments of Earth as king of Asgard. Um, that'd be very cool and different. Hopefully, I can finish watching the Loki TV show before then, since I haven't really talked much about that. But um, yeah, I'm very excited for the rest of the season. Um, it's going to be a very, very, very good TV show. And yeah, um, nothing really much else to say until next week. Thanks for listening, and stay zesty.